His love was greater. As Christ hung on the cross for all of humanity, he spoke one final word. It is finished, he said. With that, he gave up his spirit and he died. But what had been finished? It was the end of death's power, the end of sin's control, and the end of the evil one's reign. Because Jesus was laid in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, he rose from the grave. It was Easter. It was resurrection. We do not live to celebrate this victory once a year. No. We are Easter people. Every single day is victory. Good morning, Coosa Valley. How y'all doing this Easter morning? If y'all don't know, I'm Pastor Michael Warren. I'm the student pastor here at Coosa Valley Church of God. We're glad that y'all joined us this morning on a, such a great Easter morning. And as we just saw, we are Easter people. We are Easter people, people who, who not just celebrate Easter one time a year. We celebrate Easter. We should be celebrating it every single day because you know what? Jesus didn't just die so that we could remember him once a day. He didn't just die for our sins one day a year. He died for our sins every single day. He died for us so that we could have victory over death with him in heaven. Jesus is awesome. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus is awesome. So welcome to Coosa Valley. We're glad that y'all were able to, to come this morning and, and be in service for this Easter service this morning. There's a lot in store. We got worship coming. There's a good drama coming. Then, then the very holy word of God that God has presented to our pastor to, to bring to us today. I, I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, church, uh, I want to I shout out to our people who are watching on live stream because there's a lot of people who, who can't be here today for certain circumstances and reasons. And we want to welcome you guys. We want to say thank you for coming and joining via the live stream because you know what? It, even though you can't be here, it still matters to be a part of the service and to, to be in, in the presence of God and to be hearing the word. And we want to thank you and we want to appreciate you joining us. And church, if there's ever a time that you can't be here, if there's ever a time that you can't join us, we have multiple ways that you can uh, get in, uh, get on and get uh, attached. Uh, uh, what's that word? Uh, Connected to our live stream services. That's that, that's a hard one, you know. Uh, but no, get connected to our live stream services. We we have avenues of Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live. There's Boxcast if you have a smart TV and can download the Boxcast app. There's multiple avenues and opportunities. We got podcasts now. If you like, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're on Spotify. We we got all kinds of ways to listen, or even if you just want to re-listen again to hear the Word of God, and to be a part of Coosa Valley. So, uh, church, 
before we get started, we're gonna we want to start with prayer. So uh, uh, I know we got many needs in the house and many things going on in our lives, many things going on out in this world, crazy world we're living in now, and it's 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 it seems to be getting crazier every day as it goes. But let me tell you, my God is awesome. He's able to meet the needs of. Excuse me, meet the needs of anybody and everybody in this world. So this morning, let's all stand uh, as, we, as we go, as we're about to get into our worship service. We're going to pray for God. We're going to pray for God's anointing and blessings in this house. But also, we're going to be praying for our offer today. As many of y'all know, through the COVID crisis at times, we, we have a bucket in the back. We don't take up through the offer plates right now, but we have a bucket in the back for giving, uh, for offering. So if you have any offering or to your tithes today, the bucket is in the back on the left there as you exit but also if you if you if you need to give online we also have avenues to give online if you're watching on live stream and you you say hey i i want to give my tithes but i couldn't make it today you can give online there's just go to cvcog.church and you'll be able to see uh, our giving options but church let's pray this morning because god is wonderful he's risen and he's alive today. So let's worship and praise him in our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all your many blessings, God. Thank you for, Lord, giving us life. Lord, thank you for allowing us, Lord God, the, the breath of life that, Lord, you gave on that very first that very first moment to Adam. You breathed the breath of life into him. Thank you for that, God. Lord, thank you for, Lord, the, the rejuvenation, the ability to wake up, God. Lord, and to be ready and to be, to, to be able to serve you and to be able to do the things that you have called us to do. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for providing for our families, for providing for this church, God, for providing, Lord, for our futures, God. Lord, we love you, God. We praise you, God. Lord, there's so many things we could call out and thank you for, God. But, Lord, today we also call out and say thank you, God. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into this into this, uh, the, this sinful world, God, to, to come and be the, be the blameless sacrifice for our sins on that cross, on that, on that cross on Mount Calvary, God. Lord, thank you for, Lord, sending your son to be the ultimate sacrifice. God, because, Lord, you loved us, you sent him. And today, Lord, we know that through that, through that sacrifice, Jesus, he rose on the third day and he is now alive and again waiting at the right hand of the Father for the moment for us, for us to be called to him. So today, God, Lord, we thank you. We praise you, God. You are worthy of our praise. And Lord, we lift our hands to you. We lift our voices to you. We lift our prayers to you, God, because, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We could never thank you enough for that sacrifice. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We praise you, God. And today, Lord, you see, Lord, the congregation today. You see the needs of the house, Lord, the one things on their heart, the things on their minds, God. Whether they raised their hand or whether they kept it to them, God, Lord, you know the need. And I pray that you, Lord, meet those needs today. Lord, I did. It can be financial. It can be physical. It can be spiritual, emotional. It doesn't matter the need, God. I pray that you meet those needs today in a mighty and miraculous way. And, Lord, that you, your son, Jesus, will be high and lifted up. It will be seen through that. Lord, we praise you. We will forever give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Worship, church. Amen. Let's worship him this resurrection morning. Join us in song.
God. Give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Aren't you glad that we're in the presence of the great King, the great Redeemer? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So thankful that you're here with us this morning here at Coosa Valley Church of God, whether in-house or join us on live feed. So thank, thankful that you're able to be a part of what God is doing here at Coosa Valley. Amen. want to welcome our guest whether you're joining us for the first time, whether in-house or on the live feed. My name is Pastor Andy. I have been honored to be the pastor of this church for six wonderful years, and what a great opportunity it's been to be the pastor here. We have a great congregation, and if you'll notice, there's several that are doing so much around me, and I'm supposed to stay attention to what's going on here. But everybody knows I got squirrel moments, and I see things out of the corner of my eyes, and I get distracted. But you know what? The thing about that we're here today to do is we're here to worship not a dead God, not someone who has died and is still in a grave, but Jesus Christ is still alive. He's alive and sitting on the right hand of the Father for you and I today. Amen? Glory be to God. Would you give God a great clap of praise this morning? Amen. God is good. Amen? Glory be to God. Amen. I think this is my cue to get off the stage. Worship with the drama team this morning as they do a drama about Jesus this morning. Amen.
Yes, glory be to God. Amen. Would you give God another hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. God is on the throne. Hang on, let me. Let's do it like that. He's not here. He's risen. Amen. Glory be to God. Give God another hand clap of praise. Because He's not here. He's alive. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. They did an awesome job this morning, didn't they? Amen. They've been working real hard on this and getting things together. And God is going to bless. Amen. This morning, we celebrate a risen Savior. I told somebody yesterday, and I don't know that I still ain't figured out, Brother Bob, if I should take this as an offense or a compliment. I ain't figured this part out yet. You'd know what I mean if I told you who, who said it. I said that Easter Sunday is, that the sermon may not be exactly the normal Easter Sunday. And this person said, you and, Brother Andy, you and normal don't go in the same sentence. I still ain't figured out how to take it, but we'll, we'll, just, we'll just roll with it. But the songs that have been sung, the drama, outstanding drama that we just watched, all point to one fact that we as Christians are able to celebrate today. Church, this is not a myth. There's a TV show called Mythbusters that they take myths and they try to disprove or try to prove that myth. Let me just go ahead and tell you, this is one they don't have to touch because today, as a Christian, we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. This is not a myth. And guess what? Let me tell you something. Other religions cannot state and back up that fact. I want to look at a couple of things this morning. First of all, Buddha. Buddha is a religious leader and the reverend or revered founder of Buddhism. He, was, he is worshipped by the Buddhist schools and the monks. But guess what? Doing a quick Google search, I found that died at the age of 80 in the years between 483 and 400 B.C. The Hindu religion has many different gods. When I started looking this, there was a, a page a mile long. But there's one thing that none of them was able to state. At least anything I found. I found that none of them walked on earth and actually... They never lived, so therefore, they never died. And they was never resurrected. Muhammad, he's a religious leader of Islam. And it is said that he has been sent by the Christian God. However, we as Christians, we do not adhere to this. But guess what happened with Muhammad? He died, age of 60 to 61 
in the year 632 A.D. Upon other Google searches and other searches throughout the internet, I found dozens and dozens of other examples. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not really going to waste our time talking about those. Why? Because I want us to look at the resurrection proof of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I mentioned a moment ago that there is a Mythbusters. Mythbusters has tried to disprove the resurrection of Christ on many different occasions. Not necessarily the TV show, but others throughout history has tried to disprove that Christ died, was buried, and rose again. So let's take a look at the Word of God this morning. We find in John chapter 20 and verse 6. John chapter 20 and verse 6, look at what it says. It says that Simon Peter, he came following and went into the tomb. And he saw, he went into the tomb and he saw the linen clothes laying there. Let's think about that for just a moment. We find that as he goes into the tomb, that there are burial clothes laying there. Now, please understand that if I took my jacket off, I'm going to take my jacket off, and there's no way that I possibly could cause it to lay down where I'm standing, just like I'm standing. There's no way possible that I could manipulate my clothing to lay there just like if I was laying there. But that is what Peter goes in to see. The Apostle Paul said that if Christ, he tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 17, Paul says this. He says, If Christ is not raised from the dead, our faith then is in vain. If Christ did not rise from the dead... Our faith is obsolete. Our faith is of non-significance in our lives. I don't know about you, but my faith means a lot to me. Amen? My faith means something. We've spoke a couple of times about our worldly possessions. I have a home. I have things inside that home that belong to me. I have furniture and I have clothing. We have automobiles. I have a car and a truck. And I thanks be to God they're paid for. Hallelujah. They belong to me. They don't belong to the bank. I got the titles for them. There's nothing that anybody can do to stop me from doing something to those vehicles. Why? Because they belong to me. But guess what? If something happens to them and they tear up, they need an oil change, a tire goes flat. <clears throat> Guess what? I had to take care and do the responsibility of doing whatever needs to be done to those vehicles. Right? Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy, but help me out. If y'all don't help preach, I preach longer, and Easter dinner will be pushed back. 
My daughter was the first one to say amen because she knows we got an hour drive for our Easter dinner. But think about this. When my vehicle had a flat last Wednesday, I had to take care of getting it fixed. Right? Now, yes, y'all all know I took it somewhere and got it fixed, right? How many things did I change the tire on my own? Let me see you, let me see you raise your hand. Nobody believes it. But I had to do the responsible thing and I had to get it to the mechanic. I had to get it somewhere so that they could fix that tire. I got there and there's a bolt this long stuck in my tire. And the, and the guy tells me on the other end of the bolt, all the way in the tire, is a nut on the bolt. I'm beginning to think somebody did that. No, I don't think nobody did that. But I had to do the responsibility. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I had to take responsibility to change that tire, to have that tire fixed. Church, what we must understand is faith has been given to you and I. Hello? Every Christian, every child of God has been given a measure of faith. It is your responsibility to take care of that faith. It is your responsibility to cause that faith to grow. It is your responsibility to cause that faith, faith to be nurtured and multiply. Now you can sit on that faith as we brought the chair out last, last Sunday and set it right here. And we could sit on the seat of do nothing and our faith can shrivel up and die. But my faith is built on the fact that I know that He's not here. He's not on a cross, but He's alive forevermore, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, there's been many that has tried to prove that wrong. Many attacks have come against the fact that Christ rose from the dead. Why? Because if one Bible scripture, if one verse can be proven wrong, guess what? All of it could be put under scrutiny. But I'm glad to know, and we'll look at this in just a moment, but I'm glad to know that the whole Word of God is true. And we believe in the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. I told someone... And this person is actually sitting in this congregation. I told someone just the other day something about a lie. The fact of the matter is, if you lie about one thing, I want you to know I'll find out first of all. But the question that comes up is, what else would you lie about? What else would you not tell the truth about? The same process goes with those who try to disprove the Word of God. There's one attack, one thing that has resonated over those that have tried to disprove an empty tomb. 
one thing that has always abounded above everything else. And I want to just look at that one myth about an empty tomb. And it's called, someone stole his body. Now, I really don't know how big Jesus was. I really don't know how tall or how much he weighed. But if he was anything close to to Tristan that played Christ this morning, I can't pick him up by myself. And I could not pick him up quietly and move him quietly. Do you understand what I mean? First of all, there was a stone rolled in place. So let's think about this. As the stone is in place, someone let's think on the process of somebody coming to steal his body. First of all, we need to understand that thieves do not do things leisurely. They are quick and want to get gone quickly. Amen? If someone breaks into your house, they're not going to just haphazardly walk around for 14 hours. They're going to get in and get out, and there's a lot of times they'll do it in less than three minutes. Why? Because they got it timed of how quick the police will get there. For Peter to go in and find the grave clothes laid just as they were, tells us that no thief could have stolen the body because they would not have taken the time to remove the grave clothes, nor would they leave them in such good order as they was found. As we've seen in our Sunday school class this morning, we're going to talk about this in just a second. As we've seen in Sunday school class this morning, Joseph of Armath, what did he do? He wrapped him in linen. There was yards of linen that wrapped him from the top of his head all the way down to his feet. A thief would not have taken the time to unwrap and then rewrap to lay where Jesus was at. Peter found the grave clothes laying in the tomb just like a balloon had gone out of air. The second thing that we find this morning is the mess that they would have encountered. To steal a body from a grave and to remove his clothing is a ridiculous fable. In those days, it was customary for them to wrap many yards of linen, of material, and mix the wrapping with with spices to delay the decaying process. Jesus was taken by Nicodemus and Joseph, found in John chapter 19 and verse 38, when it says that Joseph, a disciple of Jesus, secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to give him the body of Christ, and Pilate gave permission, and Joseph took the body away. Joseph and Nicodemus, they would not have skimped on the body of Christ. Why? Because Joseph was a wealthy man. He was part of the Sanhedrin court. He followed policy, procedure, and Jewish tradition to the letter. 
He would not have held back in preparing the body for burial. We also know that the thieves would not have taken the time to endure the sticky grave clothes. You've got to remember. How many's ever had a how many's ever, ever ever had a scratch on your arm or your finger and you put a band-aid on it? You ever done that? Move that bandage after blood had gotten on it. What happened? It stuck. It ain't removing very easy, is it? Why? Because that blood has started the scabbing process. But we need to understand and remember that Jesus' body had been beaten, endured the mess of a sticky grave clothes. He was pierced and blood ran from his side. What a mess. Brother Andy, don't talk about that. That, that, that scares people. Church, we must understand what He endured on the cross for you and I. He did this so that you and I could have a life and have it, what? More abundantly. We could have a life of free will. But our free will needs to follow the, the will of God for our lives. Thieves, they're not very smart people. But they're not very dumb people either. They're not going to take the time when they could steal something else. The last thing that we look at on debunking the thieving, thievery process, we look at this. Who would have stolen the body of Christ? Now, if somebody breaks in your home, they may or may not have been in your house and they may or may not already know where your valuables are at. If they've been in my home, they've decided, I ain't going to steal nothing from there. He ain't got nothing valuable. The value we have is my wife and my daughter. That's, my, that's, what, that's what's valuable in that home. I'll whoop them. Brother Andy, you too small. Dynamite comes in small packages. Remember that. But when a thief goes in and they're going to steal something, they have a reason, they have a process, they have an agenda of what they're wanting to do, right? So, who would have stolen the body of Christ? Who would it have benefited? The tomb was sealed. Look at Matthew chapter 27 and verse 66. The tomb was sealed. The stone was in front of the grave. The Roman soldiers was standing guard at the grave. The seal of the government was placed on the grave. No one had the gunction to go against the Roman seal, much less a garrison of soldiers. No one wanted to encounter them. So some say that it was the disciples. Well, if you'll go back and look at the Word of God, the disciples was hiding at this particular point. They was afraid that they was going to be next. 
I don't know about you, but if somebody's got a bounty on my head, I'm going to try to figure out where I can get away from those folks. Guess who was after them? The same group that was guarding the grave. The disciples was hiding. They were scared of what's going to happen to them if they was caught for being a follower of Christ. They would not have risked going to the grave to steal the body of Jesus. What we must understand is simply this. As a Christian, there's things that's going to get you scared. There's, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trials. There's going to be things that's going to come our way. But as we've seen from the Sunday school lesson this morning, God is telling us, do not be afraid if you're doing and following the will of God. We must follow after what God has given to us so that we can do the will of God. And it doesn't matter who's against us because God's on our side. Amen? Then we look at the ladies that was coming there on that first Easter morning. The ladies came to the grave. They wasn't prepared to steal a body. They wasn't even prepared to roll the stone. They was just going to find to see if the Roman guards would roll the stone for them. The idea of stealing the body was and is perpetrated by the enemies of Christ. You find this in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 64. Verse 64 tells us that the order to guard the tomb was given, and it was to be secured until the third day, lest the disciples go and steal the body of Christ from that grave. Today, in the year that we live in right now, 2021st, there are still those that do not believe in the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. They do not believe in the resurrection of Christ. They are, and they embrace many theories about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. But what we must understand is three simple words today. Our faith needs to be built on three simple words. Those three words are simply this. He is alive. Amen? I know He's alive. I feel Him in my bones. I feel Him inside of me. I know that He's alive. We, under, we, we also must understand that because of the resurrection news, we can have faith. Faith that all other aspects of the Word of God are true. Why? Because of the resurrection of Christ. Why? We've seen the video, first thing, as we started the service. Brother Michael made mention of the fact of this video that we've shown at the very beginning. We are not, as children of God... We should not celebrate the resurrection of Christ only one day out of the year. We should recognize and realize the resurrection of Christ all year long. As Christians, everything about our faith is built on the fact that He's not here. He's risen. What do you mean? Because of the resurrection of Christ... Follow with me. 
because of the resurrection of Christ. John chapter 10 and verse 10 tells us that I can have life and have it more abundantly. We also find in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18 that I don't have to fear. I don't have to be afraid. Why? I don't have to fear and I don't have to be afraid of death. Why? Because Christ has conquered death, hell, and the graves. You've seen, you've seen Jesus when He come out of the grave that He reached over at the body of the devil and He grabbed a hold of those keys. Those keys Jesus still has. We also find out of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 2. Boy, I got that in good, didn't I? We find that all blessings of God shall come upon us and overtake us. This, mean, this means that all the blessings found in the Word of God are yes and amen and for you and I. I've got blessings from God. We also find in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 13. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of Christians that needs to hear this word. There's a lot of church folks that needs to hear this. Church, you are the head. You are not the tail. You are victorious. You are not defeated. I don't care when the attacks come your way. I don't care how you feel. You need to lace, up, lace up your bootstraps. You need to just tuck it in and you need to say, I am victorious. I am an overcomer. Psalms chapter 126 and verse 5. Let me tell you something, church. There's times that we face heartache. We face trials. We face persecution. We face what seems like is defeat. But as a child of God, when I shed tears of mourning and sorrow... I shed, I shed those tears when I'm crying and I'm praying to ask God to save my loved ones and I'm crying tears where I'm praying God touch our church family. God, when I'm praying God give our church family and the tears that's been shed and I'm saying God touch our church family. God place a desire for more of you into their hearts and lives when I'm praying and I'm asking God to give us all a desire to get closer to Him. I've got to know that Psalms 126 tells me that my tears are going to turn to joy. I've got joy in knowing that my God is still a prayer answering God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 tells me that the grace of God is going to abound in all I do. There's a song, I'm not going to sing it, I promise. I want to keep everybody here, not run everybody away. So I'm not going to sing. Who said amen over here? You just wait after church. We all know it's true. But I've got to know 
that everything I touch my hands to, that if I'm the will of God, that the grace of God will abound in all I do. When all I do is everything I do is done to worship Him. Whenever I do the things that God has called me to do, and I do it to the glory of God, then the grace of God is going to abound in all that is done. God is going to take what the devil brought for evil and cause it to be good. Amen? The devil thought... There was a day that the devil thought he had defeated God. There was a day that the devil thought that he had defeated the Son of the living God. There was a day that the devil thought he had won. And guess what? The earth began to tremble. The earth began to shake. And like lightning, there came a voice from heaven that caused the stone to roll away. Guess what? He's not here. He has risen. And because of this victory, I've got victory this morning. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. It tells us simply this. The needs that I have, the things that goes on in our lives, the needs that we, that we have on a daily basis. God said He would supply all of our need according to the riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Church, I've got something to be thankful for. I've got something to be thankful for. The grave is empty. He's alive forevermore. Remember in the beginning I told you about our car. I had to take it and I had to have it worked on. I had to have work done. And what does that mean? I had to do that because I wanted my automobile to continue to take me from point A to point B, right? Well, guess what, church? I want my faith to continue to carry me into eternity. I'm going to face bumps. I'm going to face trials. I'm going to face obstacles. I'm going to face heartache. Is everybody with me? I'm going to face persecution. But I have faith that God is going to keep me. He's going to keep me and my life will be secure. Why? Because I have faith in the resurrection. Would you stand all over the house this morning? And church... I know that this last year every person in here has faced something of a heartache and a trial. I told our Sunday school class, Brother Kevin, this a year ago, Easter. We're standing up here doing Easter service and there may have been five to seven people in here. Only those that were working in the church everyone else you remember it don't you everybody remember it you was at home you was watching live stream on your smartphone your TV your computer 
You were smart watching it on YouTube, Facebook, BoxCast. I'm going to throw something over here. But church, what we've got to realize, it's been a long year. It's been a long year. And if you think for a moment that an attack against the church is over with, you are sadly mistaken. Brother Andy, that was an attack against the church. That was a biological uh, uh, sickness. I get all of that. I got you. I'll give you that. But what I'm also going to tell you is simply this. Whenever big box stores and people like that are able to stay open, but they say that houses of worship are not allowed together. That, my friend, is an attack. Brother Andy, that was to keep us all safe. I don't know about you, but I got the mindset and the common sense enough to keep myself safe. This has been my friend for a long time. I have filled this bottle, uh, a bottle like this, not this necessarily the same bottle, but I have filled this up for many years. There are too many that are taking too many chances with their own health. God tells us to take care of our bodies. Hello? Why? Because this is the temple of God. And this morning, I have faith that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ever hope or imagine. Why? Because of the resurrection of Christ. He's not there. He's risen. So this morning, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, those that are on live feed, those that are in-house. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If you're on live feed and you want to answer these questions, you can text it to the bottom of the screen. You're in-house, I'm going to ask you the same questions. You just lift your hand and take it right back down. Nobody's looking around. This is between me, you, and God. This morning, if you was to say, Brother Andy, I know I'm lost. I know that if I was to die right now, heaven would not be my destination. Heaven would not be my home. Or you would just say, Brother Andy, I have doubts of where I'm going to end up when I take my last breath. If that's you this morning, again, nobody's looking. Nobody's looking around. This is between me, you, and God. And I am not one of those preachers that calls, that's going to come back here and pull you, although sometimes I want to. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up and take it right back down? You don't know. You don't know where you will end eternity. Would you just lift your hand? God's already seen the hands. God's already seen the hands. You would say, Brother Andy, I, I need to make sure that my heart and my life is closer to you, to God, than it was yesterday. Brother Andy, I know that I'm, I know that I'm saved, but I'm just not growing. 
I'm not getting closer to God. I need another dose of fire in my soul. Would you just lift your hand up and take it right back down? God knows every one of those hands. God sees the hands. You might would say, last question, you might would say this morning, Brother Andy, I know I'm moving in the right path and I know I'm, do, I know I'm going the right direction, but I need the fear removed so that I can take a step of faith to do what God has called me to do. Would you slip your hands up and take it right back down? God sees the hands. God sees each hand. Live feed, thank you so very much for being a part of our services this morning. There will not be a, a Sunday night service. Join us back on Wednesday afternoon. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you for being a part of Coosa Valley. Amen and amen. Those that are in-house,